Hey, Jordan, you want to hear a fun fact? Uh, sure. Caffeine involved in a coffee bean with some of the greatest antioxidants on the planet. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Let, let, let me cut you off right there. I wasn't done. You see, green tea, another great source of caffeine, evolved with an entirely different set of antioxidants as well. Is this another brain fuel ad? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, I mean, well, in that case, brain fuel takes the best of both worlds without the roast or heat that may reduce potency and increase toxicity. It support, it's supportive blends of fuels, antioxidants, and brain-boosting additives create a new paradigm for the effective delivery of caffeine. Not to mention, it is the best-tasting drink I've personally had in a while. To support the heroes who push society forward, challenge the status quo, and initiate a better tomorrow by providing them with the fuel to actualize their best self. If you want to help support our podcast and try Brain Fuel, use code DOME for 20% off your order at BrainFuel.com. That's code DOME, all caps, D-O-M-E, at BrainFuel.com, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com for 20% off your order. Oh. Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. This episode is brought to you by Brain Fuel, the best energy drink out there. I'm here with my two guests, two really good buddies who I had on last year. Before the year last year, we did preseason picks and wildcard picks. We didn't do preseason picks this year. That's, I'm going to be honest, that's mostly my fault. Due to scheduling. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's <laughs> get that shit out of the way. Here are my two friends, two guests. We both know football. We both banner on Twitter. Me and this guy bannered on Twitter of an argument about Cole Komet, uh, the CEO of Block Arrow, LLC, Thomas Sucker, and Zach Lieberman. Guys, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Matt. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Before I get into it, uh, Leaves, you and I had a little banner this morning on Twitter about Cole Komet. We have the, a little disagreements there because yeah, I'm not I mean, as high of him as you are. But Yeah, I mean, you came from the top ropes just, just destroying the guy. Meanwhile, destroying him. Meanwhile, I give him a B plus. We have no offensive line. We have a second-year quarterback. I shouldn't say we because you're not even a Bears fan. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a general general NFL fan. I'm a fantasy guy, and I, I'm more of a betting. I'm probably going to get canceled by that comment. But it, Where do you, uh, isn't this your first year ever playing fantasy? Second. So how can you call yourself a fantasy guy? I am a fantasy guy. I, I got a lot of my help from you, from both of you, that I've been very successful Although the other day you did, we did have a little few arguments and you were jokingly trying to discredit my fantasy ring as an asterisk for unbeknownst reasons. Uh, I, I, I'll go on record and say it was not an asterisk. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I appreciate that comment. But the Lakers championship in the bubble was. All right, all right, all right. This is not NBA. Right, regardless, sorry. We're it's an absolute honor to be here. We're happy to talk. 
Okay, so I want to get to to a few of these wild card playoff round to this wild card round. This is a super wild card weekend. Now I'm going to be making my picks with my co-hosts later, but I want to dive into these games with you and give you your predictions on this. So let's dive into this game and what you like and what other player props you like in each of these games and so on and so forth. So I want to start with this game. This is the this is in my opinion, the most pick'em game possible of the week, which is the Chargers at at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is essentially pretty much a pick'em. The Chargers are a point and a half favorites right now, according to CBS. I don't know what to make of this because Brandon Staley made a dumb decision by playing Mike Williams in the final game, which was meaningless because they already in were, were in the playoffs. They were already were going to be the number five seed. And yet Mike Williams, according to Adam Schefter has a fractured back. And unless they make like a deep playoff run, he's going to be out. And the, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been like one of the stories of the year, new coach, new system. And they won the AFC, albeit one of the weakest divisions in the league in the AFC South with Trevor Lawrence, who's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year, statistically, and has been one of the league leaders in passer rating the last couple weeks. I mean, what do you make of this, like, matchup? And would you say, like, there's, like, a clear favorite in this one? Because I, I, if Mike Williams was playing, I would have loved the Chargers a lot more. But now I'm a little unsure about this one. I'm going to let Zach take the floor first. So here are my thoughts. One, you couldn't have hit it better on the head. I was going to say Mike Williams, huge loss. The yep. most Brandon Staley thing ever is to start every single person when the game doesn't matter. That's just the kind of guy and coach Staley is. So Even on the hot seat, if he loses this week, he's he's going to be gone. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious. I don't think that's deserving. Yeah, I don't think it's deserving either, man. He's a guy who takes risks. Last week wasn't even a risk. It was an unnecessary play. Regardless, I'm, I'm siding with the Chargers here. I'm a Chargers fan. I'll give it to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their offense and defense are scorching hot. Trevor Lawrence has been incredibly impressive and is proving why he's the number one pick. But the X factor in this game is the fact that Mike Williams might be out, but they have a running back who serves as a receiver as well, and that's Austin Eckler. And I think he's going to be the difference maker in this game. So I'm going to lay my uh, heart down, and, and I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Money line or points? Money line. Money line, interesting. And would you take say this? Would you take the over or under in this one? Honestly, forty-seven and a half. I would take the under. Interesting. I think the Jags defense has been playing really well. I think Khalil Mack just made All Pro an All Pro team, or no, made the Pro Bowl. I should say. I don't know if he did not make an All Pro team. Regardless, I think he's hungry. I think Derwin James has looked great. I think Drew Tranquil, their linebackers, look great. I just think it's Justin Herbert's time to prove himself. Trevor Lawrence will have that opportunity down the road. Thomas? I think that this is the year that the Chargers will fall again. <laughs> you're you're only saying that because you're you're like the biggest Mahomes fan out there. Justin Herbert. You're you're awesome. you're a Mahomes guy. Well, I, I shouldn't be surprised by this answer, but go on. Justin Herbert is not a winner. He's a flat-out loser. Me and you once took a bet week. I think it was like his last year. It was last – wait, was it this? This season. Week yeah, three. week two. 
Yeah, but you don't know why? Because it Herbert uh, because he had a fractured it was that was on Gerald Everett. He did not read what Justin Herbert was doing, and they were without Keenan Allen that game. He, he messed up and he would have that was Gerald Everett messed up. He read the wrong route. To, he's gonna find a way to mess up again. Oh my Duval is going to win my prediction 27-17. You say 27-17. Yeah, Brandon Staley's going to end up doing what he does. He's going to go for it on fourth down on, like, their own 30. They're not going to get it. It's going to be a huge momentum swing, and I think Duvall runs with it and is going to win at home. So, Not to mention, Trevor Lawrence in the last – since week nine is, like, I think the best uh, passer in terms of completion percentage there is. So was, yes. I think uh, – I think, yeah, he's going to keep Herbert off the field. I think they're going to have long, methodical drives. I think uh, – I like ETN a lot. Yeah, and I think they're going to have a great game at home in front of the home fans. And who knows, maybe go into Kansas City and give them a run. Yeah, I, I, I'll i say the biggest key to whoever's going to win is, like, the turnover battle – and it's all about, and if the Chargers can at least rely on what Eckler does and what they do best, which is Eckler, who's been who he was statistically like the fantasy MVP of this past year, if we can all agree, what receiving yards, running back yards, he was RB1 across the board. I mean, he was the reason why that team was great. And that game he had against Denver, like the last full game he played. No, no, I don't think it was Denver. It was against the Rams, I believe it was, week 17, where he had that 72-yard run. I mean, he's a beast. He really is. And if Mike Williams was playing, I don't think we would have – I would – I think Leaves and I would be completely on the same page. I've been on the Chargers before the year, and I was hot on them before the Mike Williams injury, and now I'm unsure. I haven't made my official pick yet. But I think I'm going to lean towards the Chargers, but I'm still a little undecided at this point. And you're going to make your official picks not on this podcast. Is that correct? Not on this pod. But if I had to, like, on the record, say leaning towards, I'd probably say I'm leaning towards the Los Angeles Chargers. It's by far the, the biggest toss-up game of the week for me. I would say you know, so. Well, I know we'll get to other ones. I mean, I think Dallas and Tampa Bay is also a toss-up, but I think that this game is the biggest toss-up of the week. And what's cool about it is it's two young stars going at it. Absolutely. I, think that, I think that the loser between Herbert and Trevor Lawrence has to get a buzz cut. I've been seeing that. That That's that's a very interesting one. I will say this. It's the battle between the two best haired lines in the league, but first yes. in, the, in the playoffs. And before we move on, one last uh, little stat for you is Trevor Lawrence has never lost in his whole life on a Saturday, starting in high school. Well, first time for everything. Okay, the next game on our list. This is I, – I don't really think this is going to be much of a debate here. We'll make this rapid quick. Dolphins at Bills. If Tua Tag- Tagovailoa is playing, I don't think we're all going to uh, uh, disagree on here. I think this is all going to be just like an easy one for us to discuss and move on with. If Tua was playing, I think they would at least make it interesting – but with Skylar Thompson as quarterback, I'll say this. If Bridgewater was playing, I actually may give them a shot to at least cover. But uh, 13 and a half is a lot. But I don't trust a rookie quarterback 
in Buffalo. Do any of you like at all? Because I, I think I'll, I'll leave this one to Leaves. I know he's a big Bills guy. Um, my quick take on this one is Bills by a million. Not even worth watching. Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about this. This today. game's going to be an absolute shit show. And in all honesty, that even if the Bills weren't were playing a better team or Tua's in the game, I still think the Bills are riding high on the high of you know Demar Hamlin and his recovery. I think that town is absolutely buzzing. It always is for football. It is even more now with, with what happened with, with Hamlin. I think this game is even worth talking about. Bills easily advance. Yeah, it, it, this is a no-brainer for me as well. I think we're all good. This is we're all three for three on this one. It, I'll say this. It was there was something even Hollywood screenwriters couldn't script last week with Naeem Hines, those two like like punt return touch kick return touchdowns that 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 was unheard of incredible they're riding high they're playing at a high level even without von miller throughout the rest of the year on defense they're playing well josh allen has been terrific Diggs has been good i think they're starting to find their rhythm at the right time oh go ahead hey micah hyde's coming back too supposedly which is a huge micah hyde is coming back him and employer might be the best one two punch safeties in the nfl and I think Tredavious White is starting to, you know, get yeah, his back. back. Yeah, they're scary right now. They are scary right now. And I think this is going to be easy one. And I think it – The one thing I will mention is uh, I do want to give a little shout-out to Mike McDaniel. I think he's done a great job as a first-year head coach, dealing with three different quarterbacks throughout the whole season. They obviously had a quite a lull to end the season, but they did have a tough uh, – uh, They've a, had a lot of injuries. A, a tough road with, uh, in terms of opponents and injuries, and uh, I do think he's a great coach with a bright future out there in uh, Miami. Absolutely, absolutely. Only thing I would say is I would probably take the over in this one, only because I think I think the Bills are just going to roll them, in my opinion. What is the over, if you don't mind saying? Over no. under is forty three and a half. They could put that up their own on their own, so we'll see. Yeah, I can see. Now, I want to talk about this game. The, the, this is one of those, I would say, toss-up sort of – I wouldn't say this is a toss-up, toss but I think this is a trendy upset pick, in my opinion, that everyone keeps talking about, and that's the Giants at the Vikings. The Vikings right now um, are three-point favorites at home, and – I don't trust either team in the playoffs. I think the Giants are more so of a better story than they are a team. They were, I think, regardless of what happens, I think Brian Dable at least is in the conversation, maybe even the favorite right now to win coach of the year. They start off six and one, but they did finish the, the season three and seven. Daniel Jones has had, I will say this. I'm not a fan of his. I don't know if you guys are a fan of his either. He's had a very low interception ratio as previous years. Their Saquon is almost back to his full powers. They've done a really good job this year. There are more, but I just think they're more of a better story than they are like an actual good team. The Vikings, I just, I had them winning the NFC North before the year and they, I give them credit. They, they still won, went 13 and four, but Two, 11 of their 13 wins have been by one possession. And they have like a plus minus differential in the minus category this year. I don't know what the exact number was. Minus three. Minus three? 
minus three. Yikes. And this, and I really just don't trust either team, in my opinion. I haven't made my official pick yet. I, I, but I think Minnesota will win. I don't know if they'll cover it or I just haven't made my official pick on that one yet. But what do you make of this sort of like matchup of two teams that the NFL public really just doesn't trust right now? What did, will you say what the public is on in terms of betting purposes? Does it say on your app? I would say, I don't know the exact number, but I, from what I've been reading and from what I've been saying, people are saying the Giants are going to upset them. I don't know if it's an exact amount, but also a lot of people are saying Vikings. I think most people are going to say Vikings probably, but the people, a lot of people that I've read and I'm looking at Twitter, a lot of people and looking at bet lines, the Giants are the most trendy pick underdog pick in my opinion. Very interesting. Yeah, this is a this is a, a weird one. I actually, uh, they just played each other in what week sixteen? They did play each other in week. Yeah, it was week sixteen, and it and it was because and it was from that Greg Joseph sixty one yard field goal. So I was actually on Giants money line in that game. You texted me that that did the day of yes, and. I think that the in that game, if I remember correctly, the Giants were minus two in turnovers. Yes. And they still only lost on a 61-yard field goal. So my gut is telling me the Giants clean up their turnover problem, and uh, Daniel Jones has taken the care of the ball this year. So I, I think the Giants do clean that up. And you think I'm going to go with the Giants here, but I think – Kirk Cousins and the boys get this one done and cover. And cover. Yeah. Leaves. I'm going to side with Tommy here. So I, I here's what I have to say. I'm actually a Kirk Cousins fan. Uh, I think he is yeah. someone who gets scrutinized a lot, right? He hasn't made it very far in his career in terms of like playoff and playoff runs, I should say. Only one playoff win in his entire career. Yeah, and it was one of the most epic games ever. That if I'm, if I stand corrected, it was against the, the Saints, Saints yeah. and Steph Diggs had the crazy catch. Do I no, want no, no 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 no? That was the Case Keenum. Oh, that was, Case Keenum. Yeah. That okay. was an overtime win that Kirk Cousins had, where he threw it to Kyle Rudolph, and the Saints yeah. thought that was the pass interference. That was yeah. okay. It was a crazy game. Yeah, still a crazy. That game. That was a crazy game. Regardless, I I like the Giants. I love that team. They're a gritty team. I think Dabbles brought them to a whole nother whole nother planet as you said i think daniel jones has made great strides next year i think daniel jones is going to be their franchise qb i think he's done enough to be signed for that i you know that's i know you probably have something to say about that no go ahead go ahead i'll let you finish like i said i'm pulling for the giants i think kirk at home it's a big moment for him and his career i think they're playing at noon if i stand corrected 3 30 sunday okay. They're playing at 3.30. Every playoff game is obviously a primetime game. We all know Kirk Cousins' primetime doesn't show up. But at the same time, I think the X factor here, it's not Saquon. It's not a quarterback. It's going to be Jay Jeff. I think Jay Jeff's going to go off for over 100 yards and have at least one to two touchdowns. Going to gritty all over the Giants' defense. I think the Vikings take this one home, and they cover three. Yeah, I, I, I don't trust either quarterback in this one. I mean, Kirk Cousins – he he has had some great moments this year. He's had some moments where he could be like a very top borderline top 10 quarterback. But there's also some moments where I see of them of him 
where he would play trash against Green Bay. I mean, that performance against Green Bay was utterly pathetic. There are times where I would love would have loved to get on the Vikings bandwagon, like that game they had against Buffalo, that overtime win where everyone thought they were dead and they won that game. Like that was that was a crazy win they had. Yeah. Right. That was the that was that was the game of the year. And that was Jefferson, in my opinion, made a top two catch of all time. If we could I don't think there's much to disagree about there. I think they have had some moments where I said this could be a, a legit contender, but then I see some games against them where they showed up against the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. And they like the Cowboys game was an absolute embarrassment. They lost 40 to three and they got killed in that Monday night game at Philly. And there was a game at green Bay just recently where they lost 41 to 17 and Look, as great as that comeback win against the Colts, they were still down like 33-0. And it took all that just to make the greatest comeback ever. So, yeah, if they if this is a close game, then I think the Vikings will hang on. I don't know if they'll comfortably win, like you say, Thomas, but I think they could at least win in a close game because I do trust them in close moments. But if this gets to where the a Giants game, like you said, where they clean up their turnovers and Saquon's doing his thing and they make get a couple big plays from a Darius Slayton, then I could see the Giants like if if you get a big lead on Minnesota and if Kirk Cousins is struggling, you're gonna win. I think that's the blueprint the other teams are looking at. I just don't trust Daniel Jones though because I this is like the big this is easily the biggest game of his entire career so far. And I don't know if he's gonna clean up his act in a big environment at at this at the dome in Minneapolis, a very loud arena, in my opinion. Great. Couldn't have put it better there, Maddie. I've got nothing else to add. Would you take the over or under in this one? What's it what is the line? The over under is yeah it, i it is let me just pull it up right now the over under of that is 48 under i will go with yeah i like the under in that one as well the giants just aren't a long play team they don't take a lot of shots downfield they're they they pound the rock they throw slants to slayton and and, and whoever I'm thinking, like a, I'm thinking like a 21 10 win vikings 2110 Vikings. And you? Um 2118. 2118. Possible. 2017. 2017 G-Men? Uh no, Vikings. So you both have the Vikings. Greg Joseph game winner. Same thing like last time. Yep. And deja vu in their face. Now, before we get into this other pick'em game, I want to talk about two games in which their favorite, heavy favorites. One of them I could see easily blowing them out. The other one I could see being close-ish. I skipped this Saturday game because this is an interesting. This was a team that has defied like all expectations, in my opinion. The Seattle Seahawks. Like, did anybody think they would win like more than three to four games? I, I don't. No, I mean. I don't think you thought they would at least be a playoff team, Tom. I mean, Geno Smith. I I definitely did not. I don't think anybody did. Geno Smith has been 
he's been he led the league in completion percentage. He led me to a fantasy title. He's been great. And then also they have like a top five pick next year. That that I just gotta say, that was like the biggest fleece job of a trade I've witnessed. It was an absolute fleece job. They absolutely destroyed Denver in that trade. And now Geno Smith's gonna get absolutely bagged. They wrote him off and he didn't write back. And I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks in this one. Wait, wait, wait. Straight up or to to straight up. When the Seahawks were No way. Were they eight and four at one point? No, they were not eight and four. They were they were not eight and four to start the season. They were like seven. No, they were not eight and four. I knew they were at one point they led the division before like CMC and company just took off and became like the hottest team in football. They started off six and four. So when they were six and four, I took a future. I still have it at fifty to one that the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. Why are you confident in this pick? It's hard to beat a team three times A. It's B, I think this is finally the week, and I've been calling for it week in and week out, and he's been been proving me wrong, but I think this is finally the week that Purdy shows that he is Mr. Irrelevant. I think Purdy throws three interceptions in this one. Three interceptions! Pete Carroll has the guys ready to go, and I think Geno has – the game of his life. And I will take the Seattle Seahawks 27 to 20. The 20, 27 to 20. So you're just going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make my, say my official pick on this one, but do you disagree? Do you, are you discrediting like the greatness of the San Francisco defense? And in my opinion, the shoe in for defensive player of the year and, and Nick Bosa. I'm not discrediting them. And Warner and those guys? I am not discrediting them. What I will say is, it's like I said, it's tough to play a team three times. I think Pete Carroll's going to have some wrinkles in there, some trick plays going. And mm-hmm. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to finally expose this defense. Interesting. Leaves, where's your head at on this one? You know, it's a tough call for me being a being a Seahawks fan and all. Um, you know, shout out my grandma living out there in Seattle. You know, I got some family out there, so they always have a special place in my heart. What I will say is, is if you watch Pete Carroll's presser, right? You know, he's he he doesn't even seem confident going into the game. No, he was like he said in in press conference. Unfortunately, we're playing the Niners this week. Yeah, yeah, he did. But could that be a little mind game? Has Pete Carroll been to two Super Bowls? Yes. Was their team better? Yes. Here's what I'll have to say about Seattle, though. They have absolutely nothing to lose. They went into into this season expecting Geno Smith to just be your typical backup quarterback, the the same guy that we saw in the Jets who struggled, even though every quarterback struggles there. And essentially, there was no hope for Seattle. They have absolutely nothing to lose. They now have a franchise quarterback. They have two of the best wide receivers in the league. They have one of the best up-and-coming running backs in the league. Their defense has one of the best rookie cornerbacks we've seen to date, Tariq Woolen. This team literally has nothing to lose. So I think they're going to go out there. They're going to play hard. And it's a team that, yeah, they've had some really good wins this year. Have they struggled against good teams? Yes. I'm not saying Seattle's going to win, but I do think they cover the spread. 
I, I don't disagree with with your take on this, Leibs. Although we got to give credit where credit's due on Brock Purdy. I mean, he's Mr. Irrelevant, and I read something at the that the Hall of Fame like is retiring like his jersey for because of his two first two like great games. You can't discredit what he's done. I mean, what he did like against Tampa, although Wait, yeah, they're retiring his jersey already. I they look it up. The I said I saw something about the Hall. Why? Because he's in his third. He's the last pick of the draft. He came in. Was yeah, he was the last pick of the draft, and that was because of it. Really? His shoes are when he broke the all-time rushing record. Cool. Well, no, and and I don't want to discredit him. He's been great, and I, you know me, I personally am a big Jimmy G fan. I so, know you're a big Jimmy G fan. I, I know. I know your family has history in some relation to Jimmy G. I did envision Jimmy G taking this team to the Super Bowl, and I think him going out is going to be kind of, well, everyone's riding this high of Brock, and deservingly so. I'm not trying to take any anything away from Brock Birdie. He's been great, and he's really made a name for himself. I just think the moment's going to be too big for him. I agree. I think we're going to see some turnovers. I will say that, Kyle, if I had to pick, like, a coach of the year besides Dable. I don't know if he's getting enough recognition. Shanahan's done a phenomenal job. If we could all, he's, amazing. he's, he's, he is for what he's done with the West coast offense. This year has been great. And the trade they made for Christian McCaffrey after Elijah, after Elijah Mitchell, like sprained his MCL and from Jeff Wilson being a solid, but he's not like a game changing running back. The trade they made for McCaffrey, they took off. And McCaffrey is probably going to win comeback player of the year at this point, considering how injury prone he was in years prior. And what he's done this year has been phenomenal. I think he's been a top three running back fantasy-wise and in the league this year, along with Eckler and Josh Jacobs, in my opinion. He's been up there he's been great as far as receiving yards go and that game he had against the rams where he had like a triple crown game where he he had threw a passing touchdown a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown all in the same game that's incredible what he's done and they have debo and kittle Kittle's go- looks great iukes looked good they've they're they're loaded i i i think they're if jimmy g was play, was with I, I'll I'll say this though, if Jimmy G was still playing, I think they'd be the favorite to win the NFC. But now that it's a good quarterback, but inexperienced, to your point, I think it's this NFC's like there's no like clear cut favorite. I think it's wide open. I agree, and I think people. I know we'll get to well, we probably won't get to this because they have a bye. But no one's really talking about the Eagles. Everyone's talking about the 49ers. It's kind of crazy to me, especially with a rookie quarterback who was the last pick of the draft. Granted, he's had an awesome year and has proven to be a, a good quarterback. But, like, everyone's talking about the Niners, leaving everyone else in the dust. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Maybe th- th- that is kind of crazy. I think Philly looks good, though. I, I, If Hurts' shoulder is close to 100%, I think this because before the injury, they were like he was. They were like steamrolling. They were steamrolling everybody. They were looking good. They, they also were, they also did have a very easy schedule. I, I would point that out as well. They 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 did, but they made the most of. But they play who was on their schedule, and they made the most of it. 
I agree. I agree. And while we're on the Niners game, I do want to say I do think uh, Granite, I don't agree with trading up three first-round picks, I think it was, for Trey Lance, but John Lynch is the best GM in the whole NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much debate about it. I think the GM at Buffalo is also really good, in my opinion, too. I think he's done a very good job. Brandon Bean is very good. I like the Seahawks GM, John Schneider, too. There, there's some good GMs in the league, and I like the Jaguars GM. There, there's good GMs in the league right yeah. now. Yeah, there are. Now, I want to talk about our second-to-last game that, that we're going to discuss in depth here. It's the Ravens Bengals. Now, I gotta say, I don't I I don't think this is gonna be like a huge blowout like the Bills Dolphins game is. There's backup Tyler Huntley is a serviceable backup quarterback, but I, I don't think this is gonna be much of a debate to talk about. And I th- I think we're all gonna pick the Bengals here, in my opinion. But I am. I don't know about if he if he if he says the Ravens, he's just lying because I know he loves Joe Burrow. So, I actually am going to go with the Baltimore Ravens in this one. No. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to bet against that man, Joe Burrow. Dude. <laughs> what, what is that reaction, Maddie? You're betting against Joey Franchise, against Tyler Hunt. No disrespect to Tyler Huntley, but he's not Lamar Jackson. The last time I bet against Joe Burrow was the Super Bowl, the NCAA championship against Trevor Lawrence when LSU defeated them 42 to 25. That was like the best college football team ever, in my opinion. At that point, I agree. At that point in time, I said, I'll never bet against Joey Burrow again. So you want to know what I did? Against the Ravens, week seven, I want to say. No, no, I think that was week four. No, I don't think that was week seven. That was week five. Okay, week five. I bet Joey B. And what happened? He lost that game. And and Lamar. Why, why did he lose that game? Because Lamar Jackson was playing still. It was a low-scoring affair. He had like four turnovers. He got sacked. Multiple because at the time his offensive line was was still trying to figure them st- themselves out. And now the Baltimore defense has added that bad man, Roquan Smith, and he's got money now. He's going to play for his contract. He's going to play because he got his contract. He's going to go balls to the wall. And I think that Ravens defense holds Joey Burrow and the boys to under 16 points. Zach? <laughs> Uh, Baltimore won't be able to move the ball their entire game. They, their defense will not leave the field. That Their defense will not leave the field. Joe Burrow is going to absolutely fleece them. Do I think Harbaugh is a great coach? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to come in there with a great game plan? 100%. Zach Taylor, I think, outcoaches Harbaugh here. I think that the quarterback situation in Baltimore is absolutely in ruins. Like, I, I, let, let's just let's just say this though. Regardless of even if Baltimore makes this amazing upset that Tom is trying to preach to us here, I think the writing's on the wall that Lamar Jackson is not going to be with the Ravens next year because of the whole contract situation. I agree. I think they get it done. I think he's a Raven next year. I think the media is blowing this out of proportion. He's going to have a huge pay cut for that former MVP. No, nah, I don't think so. I do. He's his own agent. 
Yes. The, the, you have to understand. Did you see like the, what the contract was? It was absurd. Yeah. It was like 200. It was something. absurd. Anybody would have taken that contract. You both yeah. would have. I would have. Yeah. Well, he thinks higher of himself, which I respect because he came into the league and people call him a running back. Like they're calling Justin Fields and he proves yeah. in the league that he's not just a running back. I agree. Different? I agree. But that's still like a good contract. I agree. It was an amazing contract. You well, both have taken that. It's designed through Lamar Jackson. The offensive linemen they draft, the offensive linemen they sign, the receivers they draft, the receivers they sign, the tight ends they have, they will have to have a total makeover on the offensive end that could set them back three years if they don't re-sign, this done, re-sign him and get this contract done, and they will do it. Yeah, I, I I like what Tyler Huntley as a backup. He was had some good moments last year, and he's had some good moments this year, and especially in that comeback. I'm a big Huntley guy. Great player out of Utah. He's a nice player, but it's a different animal when you go up against Joe Burrow. And this Bengals offense, I, I just mentioned how the Niners were the hottest team. I think this team is just as hot, was just as hot, in my opinion. They're starting to find their rhythm. I think Jamar Chase is – being back, it gives them another boost. I think they have a good running back running game going with Mixon and P. Ryan. I think when healthy, Mixon's starting to look like himself. I think I I think T. Higgins would be a wide receiver one on almost every other team, and and he's a thousand yard receiver. I like Hayden Hurst, a tight end, and their defense. Although they're not game changing, I think they do gain a lot of pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. I like Hendrickson a lot. I like DJ Reader a lot, and I like I don't love their secondary, but I like Mike Hilton. I think Eli Apple's had a solid season. I think they are good in every spot, and although the offensive line still kind of worries me, I do think they are a little in a much better position this year with the offensive line as opposed to last year. We'll see how that goes along if assuming they advance. And I think the Cincinnati Bengals, I think I'm not saying I'm not going to make a bet on them to go back to the Super Bowl, but I think they have a good shot in my opinion. If all goes well, if they're healthy, but we, yes, I'm not I will say this crazier things have happened. And I, I wouldn't, uh, if the Ravens upset happens, I, I will credit Thomas forever because that would be a crazy upset. I agree. Over, would you take the over and under in this one before we move on to the um, the last game on the slate? What is the over under? 40 and a half. 40? 40.5. I take the under. I take the under also. The Ravens aren't scoring jack shit. Tom, Tom thinks the at least 13 to 10 Ravens. Justin 13 Tucker. to 10? 10 points. This but is the Bengals score. Wide receiver on the Ravens. Yeah. Who? Duvernay. Bateman. Yeah, Bateman's like out for the year. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mark Mark Andrews. Okay. Um, uh no. He's not. Yeah. Who's their starting running back? <laughs> they don't. Uh, let me actually let me let me take a look at it real quick here. Um, their their running back is Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards, okay. and just and, and Justice Hill. 
I stand by my pick. Formidable running backs. <laughs> okay. Now, this is a game that I think is going to be technically there's the Cowboys are the favorite, but like we talked about with the Jaguars chargers game, this is a game in which I could see being it going both ways. Again, two teams. I totally really don't trust in my opinion because the Cowboys have had a pre I'm a Cowboy hater, but besides the point, they've had a history of serious playoff failures. Some of them were unlucky. The Des Cotic game, for instance, and that yep. crazy intergalactic Mason Crosby field goal. He won. The, the Cowboys should have won that game. That was a catch. I agree. I will say this, though. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. But the point being, they did have a win. A, they did have a game they should have won last year against San Francisco, and they've had a history of just play disaster after disaster after disaster. And they haven't made an NFC title game in almost 30 years. They've had two playoff victories in the last 30 years. It was that game against Detroit where they had that penalty that was revoked. And they had that um, game against uh, Seattle, against your man, your used to be man, Russell Wilson, Lieberman, where Dak had a good playoff game. But then they've had some bad stinkers as well, and Dallas has did not has not really played that great going into the last game. Going into this game, they had an embarrassing loss against Washington in which in a game which they mentally weren't ready to play. And Tampa on the other side, yes, they won the NFC South, but we can agree this was they won in like there I say the probably the worst division in the league if we could at least agree upon that, I mean, they won a division sub 500. This is Brady's worst regular season as far as records go in my, in, in the league. And I can't get behind either team. I'm going to say my pick for later on, but, uh, but my other, on um, my other episode, but I just want to get you to this. Where's your head at in both in, in for, uh, for the, one of these team teams and, where, where are you going at with with which team are you going with here? Because I can't get behind either team here, in my opinion. Um, you want to take it? Or... Yeah, I mean, it, this is an easy one for me. It's an easy one. I don't. I don't consider it. Easy, but and go you know, ahead. Like, we're seeing it all over the public. You know, I'm seeing it all over Twitter. I'm seeing it all over Instagram. I think the public is going to end up being on the Buccaneers, and. That's solely because they have the GOAT at the helm, Tom Brady. I'm all over the Buccaneers. They haven't looked great this year. Don't get me wrong. They no, they, 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 they've, they've looked – I will say this, though. They've looked good when in certain moments where you least expect them to be. Like that comeback win against the Rams, that game against Carolina, in which a lot of people were picking the Panthers to win that game, in which that game in which – Mike Evans and Brady finally had a connection, which they've lacked all season long. That's that's really the reason why I'm I'm riding Tom Brady is because okay. yes, they've lacked that connection. Chris Godwin all of a sudden has a fumbling problem, which I've noticed over the last couple of weeks. But here's my thought process: Brady in the playoffs is going to be Tom Brady. He's still top five in the NFL this year in passing yards. He, yes. you know, he's, it's not like Tom Brady is. And he set a completion record this year, a record in which he broke last year. Yeah, he beat his own record last year. So 
What I have to say here is I think Mike McCarthy isn't the guy in Dallas. I don't think he's meant to be a head coach anymore. I think that team is going to cave under pressure yet again. I think Dak Prescott mentally, physically isn't there right now. I think that, that Tom Brady goes into this game and, and wins in flying colors. Or if they're down three points on the last drive, count Tom Brady in for a touchdown because he'll come back and win that game. If it's kept close, the Buccaneers are going to win that game. I just know how it goes. Thomas. Yeah, I second that motion, honestly. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, Dallas could pull this one off. I think Tom Brady will be Tom Brady. I think that that was just a repulsive loss. I think they should have sat their starters against the commanders. I think they all have kind of a bad taste in their mouths. And, you know, football is a very mental game. And Dak the helm, I know a lot of people are talking about his interception problem. And I, I think that that's kind of going to be in Dak's mind throughout the game. I think he's going to be afraid to kind of make some throws or force some throws. And I ultimately think he's going to throw another interception this one that could be crucial for, for Dallas. And I think – Tom Brady will play a clean football game and get the job done. I will say this uh, about Dak Press about the Dallas Cowboys. They, I'm not going to discredit their defense because they do have 11 from heaven, who I think is just an absolute tank. And they're offensively, CeeDee Lamb has been, has really surprised me this year. He's really grown on me this year. And I will say this, when, even though Dak hasn't wowed anybody with any great performances besides that Philly game, and I guess that game against the Bears where he showed what he was made of, their offense was, with Cooper Rush, it was a game management type offense where they would play conservative. They would run, they would rely on Pollard and Zeke. With Dak, the offense opened up more. They became more of a big plate passing offense with Dak Prescott, and they they show what they could be if Dak was using his arm strength and his running ability. And I will say this: he hasn't re- really run the ball as much as pri- previous years before he had that unfortunate ankle injury he had he suffered. He was he hasn't been running the ball more as a running quarterback. I think Dak, if he uses his legs they are a more dangerous team and their defense is still going to be good. Tampa's offensive line still has some gaping holes. And if this was a regular, what was that? Say that again. They did just get one of their best offensive linemen back. Jensen back. Yeah. Yeah. But Ryan Jensen, to your point is back and they are starting to get healthier and their defense is starting to play better and they've showed what they ca- they're capable of being, even though that game against the Cardinals, which I didn't think they deserved to win, their defense made big plays when it mattered most. And I and they still and they do have Murphy Bonning back. They still have Devin White. They still have Carlton Davis. They still have weapons defensively. And on the offensive side of the ball, I I I do think that that Leonard Fournette playoff Lenny. I can't just. Dis- we can't discredit him. He's going to show up when it matters most, in my opinion. Playoff money for a reason, am I right? Yeah, playoff money. And look, I'm not. Am I going to pick Tampa to get back to the Super Bowl on that amazing run like they did two years ago? No, I'm not. I don't think they're going to make that deep of a playoff run. I haven't made my official pick yet, but I will say this. I'm not the biggest Brady fan, which people know, but if this is, but 
I, I would hate to bet against Tom Brady and just write him off because I there have been times where we've written him off saying they wouldn't make the playoffs or whatnot. And he played great against Carolina. He had a great comeback against the Rams. He's had a great Monday night comeback against New Orleans in which they were down, they had three points going to the fourth quarter. He's had some moments where you count him out, he will rise above expectations. Dak Prescott, if the expectations are and the Cowboys are way high, they will fold. Now, we'll see if that plays out on the Monday night game. Ditto that. I agree. You couldn't have put it better. You're great at your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting wild card weekend, to say the least. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly really excited. Like I said, I think my favorite game is the battle of the young quarterbacks, Herbert versus Trevor Law. I think that'll be fireworks. I hope it is. I hope it comes down to a game-winning field goal. Like I said, I have the Chargers, but I wouldn't be upset if if uh, Trevor Lawrence wins that game because Doug Peterson is the GOAT. Good coach. Yeah. Thomas, which game are you looking forward to the most? Which game am I looking forward to the most? I will have to say Dallas. Dallas is a great game. It's tough. Yeah, I think uh... – yeah, I think Dallas and Tampa, Monday night. I think the game I'm most looking forward to is Dallas-Tampa as well. That's going to be a very interesting game, followed by the Herbert-Lawrence game. The, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting one. I that am, And I think this is going to be a very good wildcard weekend. I think this is going to be – I will say this, though. I don't think – I'm gonna I'm gonna half pay attention to the Bills Dolphins game. I I just I just think that game's not gonna be even worth a lot yeah, of. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be playing tic tac toe against Lieberman the whole game. <laughs> you still play that? I don't lose. He's you know, a hell of a tic tac toe player, I'll tell you. I'm looking forward to I well I'm looking forward to witnessing that in person. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Lieberman, for joining. It was great. Matty, it's always a pleasure, man. You're a true class act, a true professional. You know, you're on top of your stuff and, uh, you know, keep up the good work and uh, we'll definitely be back soon. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt, always an honor. Whenever you'd like to have us back, I would like to get a little uh, preseason pod going. uh, Yeah, I screwed up. That's on me. That's on me. Just so we could revisit the predictions. but anyways, this was a great pod. I'm taking Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. and Of course you are. Of course that. you are. Of course you are. Thank you guys for listening to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Have a great night and day. Go get them.